We're going to be taking our text from Acts chapter number 3, verses 1 down through verse number 12. And I'm preaching on this title, I'd Rather Have Jesus. Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple about the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Let's pray together. Father, I do thank you for the time in your word. I ask you, sweet Holy Spirit, to... Forgive me of my sin. Empty me of myself. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. I ask that you would bless those that hear. May they respond in saving faith. And I ask God that you would put a seal upon my mouth. That I would not say anything that ought not to be said. And God that I would not leave anything unsaid that should be said. God, I thank you and I love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We see here in Acts chapter number 3, a miracle takes place outside of the temple. We see here that Peter and John, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, they performed a miracle that changed a man's life forever. It changed this man's temporal life and it changed this man's eternal life. Not only did he receive physical healing, but he received the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to hear this. Jesus Christ can and he will and he does work in our physical circumstances. But there's nothing greater than when Jesus saves our soul from a devil's hell. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And Jesus Christ came into the world to save you. Every one of us was created by God. We were created for God. But the enemy of God stole us from God when he deceived the first woman in the garden and when the first man, Adam, 
transgress the command of God. Satan stole us from our rightful position, from our fellowship with God, from God's perfect plan for our life. And it put this world in chaos and confusion. And we live in the result and the consequence of that fall. And every one of us is incomplete. There's something missing in our life. God made us to be body, soul, and spirit. But we are dead in our spirit. We are separated from God. And we have this unquenchable thirst and desire in our life that only a relationship with God can settle and satisfy. It's only a relationship with God through His Son, His sacrifice, the mediator between man and God, Jesus Christ. It is only through Jesus Christ that we can be complete, that we can be made whole, that we can be satisfied. And everyone in the earth today is seeking something. They try to find it in a bottle. They try to find it in drugs. They may try to find it in relationships or popularity or wealth or career advancement or in self-destruction. But everyone has a God-shaped hole on the inside of them that only God can fill. And many of you are running around trying to fill that God-shaped hole with things that cannot satisfy, with things that cannot deliver. We see here that this man was born broken and crippled. We see that he was sat by this gate called Beautiful. The reason it was called Beautiful because it was beautiful. And we see here that he was desiring money, alms. He was a beggar. He was trying to get enough money for his next meal. And he looked at Peter and John and he asked for money. And Peter and John said, I don't have any money, but what I do have, I'll give you. And Peter and John gave him the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now remember, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for them that believe, for the Jew first and the Gentile. And we see here that this man that was begging got something better than silver and gold. You know, I wonder one day when I go to heaven, and I believe I'm going to heaven because I've trusted what Jesus Christ has done for me on the cross and His resurrection you know, I believe one day I'm going to see this man that received strength in his feet and ankle bones one day. And, you know, I believe I'm going to ask him this question, maybe. I may say something like this. Hey, do you remember that day that Peter and John gave you Jesus instead of silver and gold? And he's going to say, no doubt, yes, I remember that day very well. I remember the day that Jesus changed my life. I remember the day that Jesus changed my destiny. Jesus changed my eternal destination. And I'm going to ask him maybe something like this. If you could go back to that moment in time, would you rather have silver and gold or would you rather have Jesus Christ? You know, I don't believe that that man is going to say to me, well, you know, John, if I could go back to that moment in time, I would rather had Peter and John give me silver and gold 
instead of giving me Jesus Christ. No, I believe he'll say this. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus than mansions untold. I'd rather have Jesus than anything that this world can afford to me. Listen, I believe today that there is not one person that has ever met Jesus Christ that has lived to regret meeting Jesus Christ. I don't believe there's one person that has given up lands, houses, jobs, relationships for Jesus Christ and the gospel that would say, I regret ever giving my life to Jesus Christ. No, I believe that they would rather have Jesus and may I say this today, Jesus has been good to me. Jesus has forgiven me. Jesus has made me righteous in the gospel. Jesus has prepared a place for me and it's undefiled and it's incorruptible and I have an inheritance that can never fade away. There is a reservation made for me in heaven and I know that Jesus Christ has paid the way, that Jesus has paved the way and Jesus has prepared the place. And listen, I would not trade Jesus Christ for anything in this world. Jesus is sweet to me. Jesus is precious to me. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is a friend that sticks closer to me than a brother. Jesus has never done me wrong. Jesus has never let me down. Jesus has come through every time. He has been a pillow for my weary head. He has been honey for my hungry soul. He has been water that satisfied me. He is that bread of life that has met every need of my life. Jesus has never left me. He has never forsaken me. He is an on time God. He's a good shepherd and I shall not want. He has made me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He anoints my head with oil and my cup overflows. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus has been good to me. I'd rather have Jesus than anything in this world. There's three reasons here that I believe that you should rather have Jesus than anything else in this world. Number one, I want you to see this. You should rather have Jesus over anything else in this world because He's available to all people. He's available to all people. Look what the Bible says in verse number 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. We see here that Peter was able to offer Jesus to this broken and beggar man. 
See, Jesus had been given authority by Jesus Christ. Jesus told his 12 disciples in Matthew chapter number 28, he says this, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore into all the world, making disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe whatsoever things I have commanded thee, and lo, I am with you always. See, Peter had been given the great commission by God. The great uh, commission is to go into all the world. Mark chapter number 16 and verse number 15. Jesus says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. See, Jesus Christ did not come just for a select few. Jesus did not come just for good people, but Jesus came for every man, every woman that would ever be conceived in the womb of a woman. God, Jesus came to die for the sins of the world, and Jesus is available to all people. There's a lot of things in this world that are, that are not available to all people. Popularity is not available to all people. Wealth is not available to all people. Fame is not available to all people. Electricity is not available to all people. Jobs are not available to all people. Freedom is not available to all people. But listen, Jesus Christ, He is the one gift. He is the one God that has made Himself available to all people. It doesn't matter where they are in the world. They can be in the deepest darkness darkest jungles of Africa. They can be in the rainforest of Peru. They can be in the plains of Australia. They can be out in the, the rice fields of India. They can be in red China. Listen, they can be in America. They can be in the White House. They can be in the crack house. They can be in the whorehouse. They can be in the cesspool. They can be in the bank. They can be in the lawyer's office. They can be in the courtroom. Listen, and Jesus Christ does not discriminate. Uh, listen, the, the, we hear the song red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in His sight. Listen, Jesus Christ is available for the whole world. The commission that Jesus gave the church, He told the church, you give me to everyone. You offer me to everyone. Don't allow their background to keep you from offering me to them. Don't allow their pet agree to keep you from offering me to them. Don't let their earrings or their tattoos or their lack of tattoos to keep you from offering me to them. Don't let their Harleys keep you from offering me to them. Don't allow their speech. Don't allow their color. Don't allow their socioeconomic position. Don't allow anything that you can see, anything that you can smell, anything that you can taste, anything that you can touch, anything that you can hear to keep you from offering me to them. Jesus is the sacrifice for the whole world. Uh, he'll save anybody, anytime, any place, anywhere. If they will believe by a childlike faith that Jesus came and took their sin upon Himself and that He carried their sin to a cross and on that cross He died for them as them and 
he was buried and three days after his burial he rose from the grave bodily in resurrection power that Jesus Christ is the sacrifice for sins once and for all. Listen, the Bible tells us in John chapter 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world. That's you, my friend. It doesn't matter what your background is polluted with. It doesn't matter what mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter what faults you've had. It doesn't matter anything. Jesus Christ came into the world because He loved you. He loves you right where you are. He loves those that have been divorced. He loves those that have been abused. He loves those that have been neglected. He loves the drug addict. He loves the drunkard. He loves the prostitute. He loves the whoremonger. He loves the murderer. He loves the thief. He loves the liar. Jesus Christ came into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And listen, I'd rather have Jesus because Jesus is available to all people. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, Peter writes by the Spirit of God, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness. And this is referring to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Peter, by the Spirit of God, says, In the latter days mockers will come, and they'll say, Where is this Jesus? You've been preaching that He's going to return for a long time and things continue as they are but Jesus hasn't come back. Where is your God? Where is this returning Savior? Where is this coming King? And Peter says by the Spirit of God, Look, the Lord is not slack about His promise. He is coming back again. And Peter gives the reason that Jesus Christ has not come back today. Can I share with you the reason that Jesus has not come back today? The, the reason that Jesus has delayed His coming, the reason that Jesus has not stepped out of heaven back into the clouds is for you. It's for you that are lost. It's for you that don't know the forgiveness of sin. It's for you that don't have assurance of heaven. It's for those of you that are still in your sins and trespasses. Jesus has delayed His coming for you. Now why is that? But is long-suffering to usward, Peter says in chapter 3 verse 9. Listen to why. He's not willing that any should perish. See, if Jesus Christ comes back right now, if Jesus comes back right now and takes the church out of here, everyone that has heard the gospel and said no to Jesus Christ will perish in their sins. And Jesus, He's available to you right now. He does not want you to perish. He does not want you to die and go to a devil's hell. He doesn't want you to die in your sins, but He came. He loves you. He's long-suffering to you. He's luring you. He's drawing you. Even through the preaching of the gospel right now, He wants you to be saved. He goes on to say in 2 Peter 3, 9, but that all, that word all in the Greek means all should come to repentance. Listen, Jesus Christ is available to everyone that will repent and believe. 
Today Jesus is available to you just like He was available to this beggar in Acts chapter 3. Just like He was available to this broken life. You may have a broken life today. You may feel hopeless today like this beggar. You may feel forgot about like this beggar. You may be living in poverty. You may struggle every day wondering how are you going to feed yourself? How are you going to feed your family? I want you to know Jesus is available to you. A job may not be available to you. A nice home may not be available to you. Wealth may not be available to you. Popularity may not be available to you. But I want you to know right where you are, no matter where it is, if you're in your car, if you're sitting on a sidewalk, if you're sitting in an office cubicle, if you're sitting in a church house, if you're sitting in a drug house, if you're sitting in a crack house, if you're out there in the world, I want you to know this, right where you are, are if you will call upon the name of Jesus Christ. He will come right into your circumstance. He'll come right into your situation and He can save your soul. I'd rather have Jesus, number one, because He's available to all people. Number two, I'd rather have Jesus because He is able to alter problems. He's able to alter problems. Look what the Bible says in verse number 7 of Acts chapter 3. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. See, something happened unto him. See, when you and I get Jesus, he changes our life. He alters our problem. Listen, when Jesus comes in, He changes you. You may be someone that's sitting there right now thinking, you know what, I would give my life to Jesus. I would ask Jesus to save me, but I'm afraid I can't live that life. I'm afraid I'll have to give up my sin. I'm afraid that I won't be able to give up my sin. May I just say this? Jesus saved me 19 and a half years ago. I was a 21-year-old young man. I was bound by drugs, bound by alcohol, bound by telling lies, bound by thievery. And listen, I did those things because I wanted to do those things. But after I got Jesus Christ, He changed my want to. Listen, I'm still doing what I want to do today. But what I want to do today has been altered from what I wanted to do before I met Jesus Christ. Listen, the first step of an altered life, the first step of God changing you is you saying yes to Jesus Christ. If you'll say yes to Jesus Christ, He'll take you at your yes and He'll begin working by His Holy Spirit in you to change you and to manipulate your want to to match His will. Listen, God does the saving. God does the sanctifying. God can handle you every step of the way. 
same. I want you to see this. He's able to alter this man's problem. Number one, he altered this man's defect. This man was born with a defect. In verse 2, the Bible says this of Acts chapter 3, And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. Look, this man had a defect. He was born lame. He was born from his mother's womb, not able to walk. Look, he didn't ask to be lame, but genetics caused him to be born lame. Listen, brother and sister, you and I were born with a problem. We were born lame. We were born broken. We were born dead. You did not ask for this. I did not ask for this. But because we had a spiritual disposition, because we were born dead in sins and trespasses, we were born defective. We were born strangers of God. We were born disconnected from God. We were born without fellowship with God. We came into this world lame with a defect, with a problem and we were born without God. We were born separated from God because of the sin nature that we did not ask for. We did not vote for but it is in our nature. We inherited it from our first father Adam. Listen, Jesus He can alter that problem. Jesus can change your defect. He can alter that. Look, this man was born with a a defect, Jesus changed it. Jesus made him whole. He left after meeting Jesus walking and he could not walk before. He went from death to life. Number two, I want you to see this. Jesus was able to alter the problem of his dependence. Look in verse 2 of Acts 3. It says, And a certain man lame from his mother's womb, that's his defect, was carried. Look, this man was born dependent on others. This man was born, he could not do anything for himself, but others had to carry him. He had to depend on other things to help him cope with his defect. Look, I believe listening to me right now, there's those of you that are dependent on things to cope with your emptiness, to cope with your brokenness, to cope with that empty God-shaped hole on the inside of you. And you have become dependent upon upon pornography. You have become dependent on stealing. You have become dependent upon alcohol. You have become dependent upon drugs. You have become dependent on manipulation. You have crutches in life and you are bound by those crutches. You are slaves to those crutches. You can't set yourself free from those things that you first began to use because they seem to help you but now they've got a grip on your life. I'm glad today that Jesus can set you free from everything you depend on. I'm glad that Jesus can set you free from your addictions. He set me free from my addictions. He set me free from my dependence on things. And He's made me dependent upon Him. Look, not only can He alter the problem of your defects and the uh, problem of your dependence. Watch this. He can alter the problem of your depression. Look what the Bible says in verse 2 following. It says, Whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful. Look, this man was laid at a beautiful gate. And he was laid at this gate every day. Can you imagine this man's polite? 
He's dirty. He's lame. He's dependent. He can't take care of himself. And he's laid outside this beautiful gate. And every Sabbath day, husbands and wives, they walk in dressed to their best. Their children come in laughing and playing and leaping and running around. And every day, every week, he watches people pass right by him. And here he is laid down. He can never be married. He can never provide for a family. He can never have children. He can never walk through this gate. He's unclean. He's unwell. He's undeserving. He's unwealthy. And he stinks. And nobody pays him any attention. Can you imagine the depression that's entered his heart? He feels less than. He feels like other people have been given a better deck of cards. He thinks that other people have been born with a silver spoon in their mouth. And he doesn't enjoy life. He finds no laughter in life. He has no peace in life. But listen, Jesus was able to change this man's depression. He turned his sorrow into rejoicing. He turned his mourning into laughter. Listen, weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. See, God knows how to take ashes and make something beautiful. And listen, God took my life. I was depressed. I felt that I was on the outside looking in. I thought that I had been written off by the world and written off by family. I felt like I had made so many poor decisions that I would never have a normal life again. But when I met Jesus Christ, He relieved me of my depression and He put joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. And now I have peace that floods my soul because Jesus Christ has came into my life. Listen, silver and gold can't relieve your depression. A new relationship can't relieve your depression. But if you'll meet Jesus Christ and call on Jesus Christ, He can alter the problem of your depression. Look, not only His depression, but His desperation. Look in verse 2, it says, He was laid at the gate, beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. This man was desperate. Listen, if this man did not receive enough money at the gate called beautiful, he didn't eat that day. If he didn't receive enough money, he had nothing to drink that day. He had no shelter to be under. And listen, desperate people will do desperate things. There's some of you listening to me right now. You have fallen on desperate times. And those desperate times have caused you to do things that you would never do in your right mind. They have called you, caused you to make choices you'd never make. Listen, G- G- Jesus Christ, He can change your desperation. I want to end with this. Listen, I'd rather have Jesus, number three, because He's available. He's alive to receive praise. Verses 11 and 12 tell us that Jesus Christ is alive. I want you to know this today. Jesus Christ, He'll never die. He can secure you forever and to present you to the Father. Won't you turn to Jesus today?